0: everybody here we are episode 43 we are almost literally a year since uh this whole lockdown happened uh, so there's a lot of like memories and stuff that i'm thinking about but it also spawned uh sugar me the mooney so we have to show respect to it because this is uh we've been doing this forever since we met uh, but now we're doing it on tape Mm-hmm. uh but we're gonna talk about a few things we're gonna talk about uh of course literally every week we talk about cancel culture we're gonna talk about this um i got i i am like, yeah, you know, i go back and forth because uh we'll get into it but we're gonna talk about looney tunes uh because we have the whole new uh, space jam 2 coming out that that was a big part of our lives mm-hmm. uh our generation and um, just things like that we're going to talk about. Uh, also, um, we're going to talk about Eminem, too. You know? um,
1: we're going to talk about
0: cartoons, and we're going to yeah, talk so a like, little bit about Eminem,
1: just because, you know, every every week it's something Yeah. Like somebody's like, you know what, like, this thing, like, you know, you Thank need you. to stop.
0: Yes. All right, so you, you introduce it. So um, I want to get involved with the Zoomers, because I think I, I'm gonna get canceled by the Zoomers one day because they look at a like a mug. The mug says 1970. What? Like, like because like it's new to them now. So that's what we're gonna talk about. And Eminem too. You know that popped up. And we're gonna talk about um, what's next. What would get canceled next? Me and uh, drew, uh grew up with Johnny Bravo. Mm-hmm. You know we're gonna talk about that, uh huh? And we're going to also talk about, uh, you know, we're going to talk about what show got canceled too soon.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure show sense. that
0: got canceled. Like, the network Not said, in the same sense.
1: So <laughs> we're not renewing you. You know, the show is, yeah. like, no longer feasible for us to be putting money into. Like, that kind of canceled. What yeah, cancel really- used to mean before cancel culture.
0: Yeah. So we're going to bring that up as well uh and then also uh, we're talking about um the question of a athlete again saying something but this time not on the field or in a locker room we're going to talk about someone on twitch which is like kind of like we're old men but like twitch is a, a social media god right now so someone says something like that and we're going to talk and um the re- more, more so the reaction re- reaction to it Um, and then of of course I think we're like in what, uh, eight, seven or eight of Bachelor.
1: How many? How many um, updates
0: have we done so far? Yo, it's like one nine, like one episode.
1: You're like one episode short always. Um, but this one (laughs) now, since I checked my TV schedule. This one will actually be the second to last because Monday's episode will be the finale, and then the after the final rose, which will be hosted by Emmanuel Acho and not Chris Harrison, which is something we've been talking about for the past few weeks. So we'll talk about that later on in the show.
0: Okay, so after the the okay, so like the last few years, uh, they've been talking about Space Jam a sequel. And, you know, LeBron James we always talk about it. I, I remember always seeing it, just like people talking about it. And, um, well, Space Jam is, the galaxy doesn't uh, change the fact that you get canceled. So we're talking about one character that came out in the show, in, in the movie Space Jam 1. And it was like seductive, they were saying. So they changed the character. Um, uh, was it? What's the character again? Uh, Lola, Lola Bunny. Lola, Lola. Yeah. So Lola is like you know fetishizing uh, a character, mm-hmm. but then recently Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew got canceled. Pepe Le Pew. I mean, the character in itself is a character of 1945. It was anti-French because. You know the guys who were drawing it were like, oh, "Man, everyone hates French because they gave up to the Nazis and stuff." Who, who, what kid watches Pepe Le Pew now? That's the thing. It was like a mm-hmm. French character that was obnoxious and stuff, but now they're labeling it rape culture. Mm, yeah. Take, take a take a swig. You need a swig. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, no. But think about it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, like Is that the rec- reason. From the time that, yeah, because he
1: said he he promotes, like, rape culture because he doesn't take no for an answer, blah, 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 blah. And I will contend that, like, if I recall right, like, some of the cartoons, some, like, not all, some of them ended with the, his, his, like, object of his affection, like, kind of, like, warming up to him at the end. So, I guess Mm -hmm. in that sense, it's, like, offensive. But, I mean, like, him as well as like Johnny Bravo, like their whole appeal or part of the comedy of them was that like um dumb chasing after women and these women clearly not wanting them. And it was part of the comedy because it's like they won't stop, but they look so stupid for trying. And these women would make them look like idiots. Like in Johnny Bravo's, um, I think Johnny Bravo's a little bit more progressive and the women would like beat him up like you know they used to do the shit that um that hulk did to like loki like they would pick him up by one arm and just smash him yeah. um but like my yeah. my thing is from the time like i saw them like saying they were getting rid of like um popular pew and then that was my first um the first thing that popped in my head and a lot of people also said it afterwards it was like oh like yeah get johnny bravo out of here next and i was just like why i'm like if anything like i've met a lot of creepy ass dudes like or like not that i became friends with them and shit, but i've met or seen creep ass dudes or like those weird ass guys that like hover around chicks and and stuff like that like and i could tell they never watched Pepe Le Pew or they never watched Johnny Bravo because for me, when I was a kid, I always found, like, Johnny Bravo and Pepe Le Pew to be funny to me because they were lame. Like, it was like, yo, like, y'all are thirsty as hell. Like, calm down. Like, she don't <laughs> want you. Like, back off. And that, like, taught me, like, yo, not to be like that. As a man, like, not to be like that. So it was just, like, weird that I'm like, you can't, you, you want to do away with him but you're not like you're not really looking at it from all angles like you know on top of that it was supposed to be a scene in Space Jam too, but it didn't apparently it was shot obviously like LeBron has to do it with like dudes and like the green suits and stuff like that but it didn't get animated yet where you know, obviously realizing in today's climate, you know, it was supposed to be kind of like a funny scene where he talks to Pepe Le Pew about consent, and then they decide to cut the whole
0: scene out of the movie. Yeah, I think that was a while ago. It's, uh, you, you touched on so many things that I wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, as a boy, Cartoon, cartoon Network, uh, I used to watch uh all these cartoons that eventually were called banned cartoons when i was like 14 so when i was like five and when i was 15 they were considered banned and i look back and i'm like yeah they were weird and they never like influenced me to like peppy lepew all right let me just who did you identify in the peppy lepew cartoons you identified with with the female character who isn't a skunk hey i'm gonna drop knowledge now about the looney tunes she wasn't a skunk.
1: She, yeah, was, son, a she was a who cat who got the streak. Yeah, it was yeah. like some, and then, somehow paint would get on her. Um, yeah, and like you would think it was, it was, um, it was another skunk.
0: Yeah, so it's there's this whole thing on Instagram or like social media about out of context. Mm-hmm. It's straight up anti-French. Let's just drop it right now. 1945. It came out right after the fall of. Uh, you know, like two years after, three years after the Nazis took over France, so they were like racist towards French, mm-hmm. but now they ch- switch it to consent. Uh, so we you, you can keep going back and just like you know trash. You know you can just like whatever. Well, but what, who are you gonna but, are you gonna show your kid Pepe Le Pew? No. But here's the thing, though. It's like it's like Pepe
1: Le Pew, like him and his whole character was played up for you to laugh at him, not with him. Like in the same way, like they would have like characters that are like morons, but you laugh at them. Yeah. But it would, inst- it would encourage you to try to like be as smart as you possibly can be because you're like, haha, this dude's like dumb. Like, and it's funny as hell because this dude's dumb. You know what I'm saying? Um, but then, the- and then the other part of it is like he's a skunk. What are skunks known for? For being stinky. Like, it's already inherent that he stinks. Like, him as a anamorphic character stinks because he's a skunk. Adding that extra layer, his whole personality stinks too. So, I don't know. Like, people just, want, like, like people have to educate. Uh, in some instances, like, because obviously we cover con- cancel culture like a shit done on this on on this show really? if you want to go back there's 42 more episodes for you to check out and all these other v- videos I was talking about it but there's certain situations where it's like you got to really like look at it from all angles and use it as an opportunity to educate yourself like you want to just get a like like i said like you're to if if people always want to say like oh men need to be better um, toxic masculinity is bad, it's inherent, it's this or not. And I'm like, bro, if I watch, if I never watched Pepe Le Pew and I never watched Johnny Bravo, like I would be even more toxic of a man because I wouldn't be able to see a version of what a male, whether it be a male skunk or a male um, guy that's like narcissistic, like Johnny Bar- Bravo I wouldn't be able to see what they look like and say to myself that, like, I don't want to be that. You know, and if your kid is watching Her- Pepe Le Pew is like, you know, like that, I, like, I'm, I'm sorry to, like, cut you off. I'm, I, I promise you I'm not no, no, no. right Because
0: right
1: people was bringing up, like, um, Dave Chappelle, because he, t- he did a little joke yeah. about it, like, oh, you know, years ago, like 20 years ago awesome. about, like, watching Looney Tunes with his son. I mean, not his son, but, like, his nephew. He was like his his nephew was watching it and he was like, you know, to to Dave, he was like, see, Dave, sometimes you just gotta take the pussy. And my thing is, it's like people took that joke and was like, Oh, like Dave Chappelle's right, like these classrooms are fucked up. But I'm like, yeah, but again, that's a situation where I mean it's a joke, but if they if it really happened, that was for Dave to be like, no, the like to his nephew, like, no, the point is this shit's funny because he's trying to force himself on this girl and she doesn't want him. And he looks dumb and, and it's just, you know, five to 10 minutes or however long, like the cartoon is of him just looking like an idiot and you're not supposed to do that. Like, if you do that, you will look just as much of an idiot as Pepe Le Pew
0: looks. Yeah, so episode 43 is when we very this whole thing about just like first glance. I, didn't, I didn't know, hey, look, like this. I'm, uh, I have an imaginary phone. I'm just going, I'm going back and forth. Yeah, 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 we actually like know this stuff. We grew up on this stuff. I have been more thorn- messed around with women than I have been with them because I was taught to be respectful. But I, I grew up with a lot of girls who were like the opposite. So let me just, whatever, let me, let me get into this. So the same thing you said about uh, the presentation, like, I don't want to be like that. So Pepe Le Pew was a buffoon. Mm-hmm. He was a buffoon. He They were showing, I, I saw it from their point of view, like getting away, like, like Pepe Le Pew was chasing, like me sort of like, get away from me. And that's that's the humor in it. But if you go back, it's also a anti-French thing. So, so now it's sex I had nothing to do with French now because French people are okay. That's what I'm saying. So it changes with generation. It's generational because it was during the World War II. Uh, that's why they brought it up because like uh, all the guys who came back, all the guys who came back from war were like the French guys were asshole. They didn't they didn't go into they didn't go to war? They were fucking my wife. Yeah. That's what I, or fucking girls and stuff. I'm telling you right this is the the truth. And um I grew up on the shows and I had let me just say like the the context of it like I was like I had no idea what it meant. Like um there's a, there, you know like Looney Tunes in general was sort of semi canceled in the mid 90s on Cartoon Network. They they Hanna-Barbera and Looney Tunes just like got rid of a bunch of stuff. But I watched it. And I had I was so confused. I was like, "What does this mean?" I was like, "It was straight up like like blackface stuff and sexual stuff." Yeah, it sounds really. Like and a uh, cool. Pepe Le Pew was canceled. Pepe Le Pew was canceled in '99, mm-hmm. and there was a whole campaign that came back, and then you would see it again during like the Looney Tunes thing in the mid 2000s and stuff. Um, my my whole thing is that what i what what I'll say is generational. The next generation will look back at the previous generation and criticize or whatever. And hey, maybe me and you'll get, like, you know, kind of like talk back, you know, like, that, that's the whole thing. Mom, you know, my thing is, that makes like, sense.
1: my thing is, like, I think we, we we discussed it, you know, when we were talking about um, Cameron, when he was, when Cameron and Dame Dash won Bill O'Reilly, where it's like a lot of be- I think mm. people just want like society. To do like a lot of parents want society to do the job for them. And like me mm. growing up, like I had a bunch of conversation, whether I be with my mom, whether I be with my stepdad, whether I be with my father, like, or any other like parental figure in my life, like older adult figure, about all these things. So I learned about it. And I learned like this ain't mm. the way about going about things, but people are just saying, like, oh, like. Look at this cartoon. Like, oh, it looks like he's raping her. All right, like, we got to take this off of the thing rather than saying, like, you see that? Like, he looks like pep- like him, that, 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 that boy skunk. Like, he's wrong. Like, you're not supposed to do that. Don't ever do that. Like, he's an idiot. Look at how stupid he looks. Like, stop doing that. Like, don't do that. Don't ever in your life do that. Like, they don't want to have those conversations. Hmm. And then there's another character in response because, <laughs> like I said, they cut this scene out, and I believe they're probably gonna cut his like Looney Tunes out or whatever, I have a disclaimer and stuff like that. But there's another character in Looney Tunes in Space Jam, um, Speedy Gonzalez. Like, you remember Speedy Gonzalez cartoons, right?
0: Uh, absolutely. Uh it was skin and he was a mouse, and he was speedy.
1: Yeah, and that's he, what I remember. He always used to be like.
0: Yeah, there's a thing that happened, yeah.
1: He was always, like, a hero, like a Robin Hood-type character. He was, like, some, like... Yeah, it might have been offensive because it was based off of, like, Mexican stereotypes, but he was always, like, a good... um, He was always, like, the good guy, like, the hero. He was, like, a Robin Hood character for all the other mice. So the person who is voicing him in Space Jam 2... Um, Gabriel Iglesias, famous com- comedian. Many know him as Fluffy. I'm a fan of him. I remember him from all that. I remember, and he was also in the Haunted House series that um Marlon Wayans did. And he's literally like begging Warner Brothers not to to like take his character out. He's like, no, mm-hmm. like listen, this is for a lot of Mexican people. Like Speedy Gonzalez was like the first like positive representation of us like the first like hero cartoon that we ever had like don't take this away from us like begging <laughs> it
0: was, yeah it's basically like someone else dictating how you should feel yeah Am I wrong sometimes saying that's what that?
1: it is sometimes that's how it is like like we talked, we talked about it in like the um the gay shipping where a lot of time it's a lot of straight yeah. people that's creating these things thinking they're allies to like gay people and it's like nah, like can i like talk to you, but obviously with Pepe Le Pew, you can't do the same shit because like, who does Pepe Le Pew represent? Unless you buy into the idea that all men, like that type of thing, but I I don't know. I'm not touching on it. Well, in context,
0: it was about the French. It was about the French during the World War II and we can talk about on the History Channel, which I do not want to talk about. It was basically a response to what they were getting from people. I'm telling you right now, Pepe Le Pew was an anti-French political cartoon that we talked about in episode 42 with Dr. Seuss. Mm-hmm. So let's get rid of it. <laughs> why, why do we need Pepe Le Pew? You know? Unless you want to represent him as the same thing that was supposed to happen with um, showing that this is a buffoon, which he was supposed to be a buffoon.
1: buffoon. Same with
0: Johnny Bravo. Johnny like Bravo a- was a buffoon. Was I never idiot. identified I with Johnny Bravo Mm-hmm. I never identify with Johnny Bravo. I was like this guy's funny. He's a, he's a schmuck, you know. But like this is what I'll say real quick. Uh, you know, I have the whole Gabriel uh, you know Gabriel Iglesias thing. Everything is taken so fucking literal. There's no there's, there's no satire. And then when people try to do satire, it's meant it's the intent is hate. There's no more like comedy. There's no more like yeah, bullshit and stuff. But hey, I'll give up if the the Zoomers are ready to take over. Um, I'm ready to uh, be become a the the new Boomer, which we'll talk about now with uh, Eminem. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, all right. So I was never a fan, really. Uh, I dabbled in Eminem music, uh, like the. Two thousand ish. I like the whole late two thousand ten stuff, um, but I saw on Twitter people talking about Eminem, and I'm, I right away when I saw it, I'm like, is he getting canceled because he's white? That's what I thought. But then, what what is the actual thing with uh, Eminem being the whole potential canceling thing?
1: Yeah. So I mean, I'm I was like a fan. Of peak Eminem, um, our former co host we always used to get into it over Eminem, and cause he he's a fan of him, like even even now, like his music quality to me, he kind of like the same way like Jay Z kind of like grew, you know, with his music, like Eminem kind of stayed the same f- for me, um, but I was like a big fan of him when he came out, um, up until like. Twenty, the late two thousands, early twenty tens, um. But we looked on. I looked on Twitter and then people were talking about Eminem, and I was like, yeah, like Emin, they want to cancel Eminem, so it's like Eminem controversial character because he raps about virtually everything: murder, domestic violence, um, all kinds of drug abuse, um. He talks about a lot of celebrities, female celebrities. He, he covers, like, a lot of topics. So it was just like, all right, so which is the one? So I didn't know it was because of, like, his past lyrics no. were, like, homophobia. Because, you know, he actually did a lot of work to move past that and move away from that aspect of himself. You know, talking with Elton John, becoming good friends with Elton Elton John. As a matter of fact, I think Elton John later became like yeah, his um the
0: Grammys later oh, on the became,
1: MTV Awards became his like sponsor. Remember that? Like, yeah, I know his yeah. um addi- his, his 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 drug addiction sponsor. You know, um to
0: help him with his rehab. Okay. I had no idea about that. Are you serious? Because mm-hmm. uh, Eminem had the pain pill thing. I had no idea about that. Now, whoa, you're educating me? I had no idea about that because uh, Ellen John, uh, you know, they had that whole, like, handshake thing and the hug and stuff, man. They made a big deal about it and, you know, it was a big deal. Yeah, they became really, I had no really, idea about it.
1: They became really, really good wow, friends. Drug thing. Day. So, I, I, I didn't, so if it was I not, I, did, I, I was like, all right, like, he already, you know dealt with that then of course you know he was like anti you know he's he's very like vocal about like Trump so I didn't know if it was like from the right wing side because even though like this stuff usually like fizzled out fizzles out like when they try to cancel things um you know it's still trends because people would make fun of him so I didn't know what it was so come to find out this the the song that he was being um brought into the court of public opinion or cancel court was love the way you lie featuring rihanna which came out in i want to say like 2009 2010
0: yeah yeah 2009 it was his comeback song it was a love the way you lie yeah Yeah. it was the comeback song because he was gone from 2004
1: yeah because he was on rehab
0: Rehab, he was dealing exactly mental health so the particular no mental health, right?
1: The, the particular line, um, I'm paraphrasing here because I don't know it off the top of my head, but he was talking, he was talking about I'm going to tie you to this bed and light this house on fire. And people was like, wow, that's violent. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Not knowing like, bro, like on Marshall Mathers LP, like he literally has a song called Kill You. And he talks about, you know, don't F with me because I'll kill you. Um, And then he got a lot of songs where he talks about killing his mom, killing his ex-wife. But um, the way I always took those songs, I think it was like therapeutic where it's like, you know, because everybody talks about like somebody like they can't stand It's Like, yeah, man, if I could just, uh," you know, like instead of actually doing it, he's like, all right, let me, you know, like some people would like, you know, draw or paint to like alleviate their stress. But for him, his outlet was like writing music. And he would write these songs, and it would be, you know, it would be violent in content. But it was like, you know, like he's just, you know, venting to me. That's what it, that's what my takeaway was. And then love you, love the way you lie. If you listen to the song and watch the video, it's a, a song that's a commentary on toxic relationships and domestic violence. Like in the song where he says, "I'm gonna tie you to the bed and like this house on fire," he's really like. Becoming a character that's in a toxic relationship because we've seen a lot of times with a lot of domestic violence stuff like, you know, domestic like women abusers or even um, women who abuse men or men who abuse women. They always threaten to do this and threaten to do that. Like Bill Hartman, like he got killed by his wife and I was literally what she always used to tell him. Like, I will kill you. And what did she do? Eventually kill them. Um, All
0: right, so me, me and Chug are poets. I, I, I believe me and him are poets, we're uh, creators. Uh, what's a house? What's a house? People you love, people that you're with. You could be anywhere. You could be a homeless person. You could be on the road. That's a house. You know, house is a metaphor. So I'm gonna burn this house down. I'm gonna burn this relationship down. hmm Yeah, you, you probably took it a lot. Oh wait, but well, we're considered crazy because we'd be like, <laughs> you know, like literal. Mm-hmm. Like I said during uh, the cancel culture with Zoomers, everything is literal. There's no room for, oh my god, I'm gonna rip my brains out of my head. No, I'm not gonna literally bring. I'm just saying I have a headache. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> he's like, chill, like, Stephen. Chill, Ch-
1: Stephen. is Stephen. is being insensitive to natural disasters <laughs> because she's singing about a landslide. Yeah.
0: Like, all right. I'm going to go to the most dangerous area in Indonesia, and I'm going to make a fucking landslide because I hate you because we're having a spat right now. But of course, tomorrow, we'll hug, we'll bang, it'll be all good. Mm. It, that that's a great point though. With the yeah, uh, you know the Eminem,
1: it's it's a commentary on a thing. It's just like you know, like you say, like people write poetry. Um all the greatest writers like that's how they they vented I mean, in fact like I write poetry like that's how I vent. I write figurative it's called figurative writing like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's literally what it is uh, um yeah, what are we doing now and yeah. I, I mean I can't remember if it was before or after like the Chris Brown thing, but like Rihanna's on the song too, and you know she eventually you know that was kind of like a thing where like both of them were like you know, violent towards each other, yeah. so I don't know if maybe she was venting herself on that song. um. But it's crazy. But a lot of people, a lot of, I'll, I'll give it credit, like, a lot of people did, like, you know, temper it down and did kind of, like, you know, it was like, alright, this is just like this younger generation being soft and kind of wrote it off. Like, so Eminem isn't
0: going... Eminem isn't going anywhere. Well, I wouldn't say soft. I'd say more critical, but you should also... Go the, one step further from just looking at, oh, sugar's wearing an awesome T-shirt. You like to drink. You, you like to stun people. Yeah, fuck off. You're done. You know, like go deeper. I went deeper every single goddamn day. I would look at um a, a, an album. I would read like a whole like big part of a book. Um, and we're like one generation. You know, we're like the the next generation. But was, like right now. I look at you right now. Like awesome t-shirt you know so it's all like twitter like and no one even like looks at the uh article they just like start you know tapping away and whatever i mean like like, i'm I'm guilty of that sometimes i feel like an asshole i feel like an asshole like looking at like looking up stuff and be like what am i doing whatever it's gonna be gone tomorrow you know
1: yeah
0: so yeah Yeah. but like i said i
1: think everybody like with all everything we talked about here i think like when we're talking about like this, this like I right, like I said, I don't think it's cancel culture. I don't think cancel culture exists. I just think it's the market letting you know you're not necessary or we don't need you. Mm-hmm. Like like for me personally, I'm a thirty year old man, so I'm not watching Looney Tunes like that. Like like every now and again, if I see one and it brings back like nostalgia for me, like I watch it. Yeah, but I don't care. Then. You know, Space Jam, too. I don't really care to see. I, I wasn't planning on watching the shit anyways because I don't like LeBron James. And it, I, I look at it as another situation where he's trying to be Michael Jordan. So I wasn't planning on watching it either way with Pippa LePue or without Pippa View. It didn't change my mind, not in the least. Nor if I was going to watch it, would my mind be changed on that. But my thing is, I think like, with these things, like you got to look at it from all, you, you got to look at it from all angles. Like can't I can't just be like, all right, this is like offensive. So let's stop, like, let's look at it. Why is it offensive? Is it offensive because it's supposed to be taken seriously or is it offensive because it's something that's not supposed to be taken seriously um, and without the education and without the um, guidance, it could be taken out of context. You Know that's the question people gotta ask themselves,
0: okay? So, uh, we talked a lot about cancel culture, but uh, we haven't talked about shows just getting canceled for other reasons besides you know, like uh, misre- misrepresentation and all that. Um,
1: low ratings,
0: Shog asked me, if, yeah, she, you know, low ratings, high cost, uh, good. High cost. I mean, it's the like high a, cost thing with no one like watching.
1: A thing. It could be a high cost. It could be like the one of the actors leaves
0: or stuff like that.
1: Not, right. All of that stuff leads into it.
0: I, I'll just bring it up right now. I did the first one that I thought it was tough crowd. It, I know it was a template of politically incorrect, but I think every week that we uh, do a show, I think it's like tough crowd. We talk. Mm. We bounce ideas around. We did an episode uh, two weeks ago or three weeks ago about Patrice O'Neill. Just talk, talk it out, and then you can go out and get a fucking beer. You know, like, or you get married. (laughs) You know, it's like there's so much like limitations now. So Tough Crowd was my first thing. It only lasted like a year and a half. I used to watch it uh, after Daily Show.
1: John Stewart was on longer than I Tough Crowd.
0: I swear it was on longer than not, so I showed you... 2003, or, back, yeah. I, you're right, you're right, you know, 2002, 2002, or right after 9-11 to, like, 2004, so I was, like, maybe two, like three, two and a half years, three, okay. you know, yeah, but was that one of your things, or would you have something else for me?
1: Oh, no, I was in. well, I'll talk about it a little bit since you think, like, I missed our era of... Um, Comedy Central, like South Park, was like the best. Then they had um Strangers with Candy, um, Stella.
0: Remember Stella?
1: Uh, vaguely, but I wasn't like a fan. But I do remember okay. like Strangers okay. with Candy. I remember um, like South Park was still at its like, you know, um, raunchy, like entertaining um zenith it had um drawn together if you remember that like the cartoon version oh of, um, yeah
0: well
1: <laughs> like a reality um, show yeah. um the man show was still on but i think that was like towards the end of yeah. the that was the joe rogan and what was all the other guy because you remember him dan,
0: dan hans both or something like that he was a uh he's like Artie lang but i love Artie lang but I don't. yeah so it wasn't was like, uh it was on my torpedo yeah, on my torpedo yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like the Adam oh, yeah. Corolla and um or it was towards the end of the Adam Corolla um, Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel yeah. Man show, which is like a show that I'm I'm doubting they'll ever put that on <laughs> streaming services no. and trampolines. Girls on trampolines. Um but yeah, I never really watched Tough Crowd because you know I was I didn't really care about like that kind of stuff. Like at that time I was like 11, 12. So I wasn't really I wasn't watching it like then but I wish I did especially um after you know we talked about Patrice O'Neal knowing now that like he was on it like you know he was a recurring person on it or he was on it often like I really wish like I was watching it um when it was on but you know watching those clips of it I was like wow like yeah this this looked like it was like a good show like for stand up what
0: was it you 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 know the the format better than i do like yeah, you it, know well it was a it was a template it, it was a um uh I, I, now it's you know but it was a template of like the uh uh what's his name oh, man I, sh- I should know this because i watch it all the time the bill Meyer uh, bill mayor no football. there was no yeah it was like the uh you know it was a um panel it was like a panel thing but Patrice O'Neill was always like Colin Quinn, who was like my guy. You know, I'm always a guy. I'm always like not a guy. I'm always like a New York guy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm, I'm very prone to like support someone from New York so And like, he, like Colin Quinn would who uh, would be talking the whole time. And then you would have like a Boston comic. You have a comic from Asia. You have a comic from uh, somewhere else in America. And then Patrice O'Neill would be like. Yeah, fuck yourself and then he would like lay it down there like beautifully and it, you know we'd all laugh and stuff and um the sad thing is that during the show he'd be like i'm not i'm not making 40 he would say like the whole joke yeah. about like i'm not making it so the same, like
1: yeah it's the same thing like when they they did the chapeau you know when they did the player haters ball and like they showed him Oh, yeah. um, most likely to eat himself to death. And I'm like, you know, he probably looked at that and laughed and, like, you know, probably knowing, like, yeah, like, my diabetes is going to catch me one day. But you know what? This is funny. Like, well, I'm not going to. He had a good it? joke about, about it. Yeah.
0: His diabetes joke was great. It was like, uh, uh, put a condom on. And he's like, nah, I got diabetes. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just like That was his joke. Um, yeah. But the whole thing, uh, the note I wrote was thick skin uh i'm gonna continue to bash as a boomer towards uh zoomers like um thick skin yeah I mean, you're kinda am i an asshole am i a racist right now like growing up with all this shit that we you know but maybe someone else is so i can't like you know i'm, I'm very like uh narcissistic i guess but what do you think like if i watch all this stuff where i got oh i got like four or five or six a night With tough crowd like opinions Mm -hmm. i mean my own opinion yeah you know does that make sense yeah
1: and it was like a diverse um it was like a diverse group that's the thing about comedians too like they're like well traveled mm -hmm. and you know you gotta like keep it's like a closed-minded open-mindedness you gotta have to be a stand-up comedian so that's probably like that was probably like the best avenue that that was probably like the best avenue to get like you know well thought out ideas and humor is the one thing that um the one thing that gets you interested because no matter how somebody says something like if it's something that you could laugh about it if, if it's something that you could laugh about it's something you could think about. Like case in point, like to this day, my favorite stand up comedy movie special, whatever, whatever is Eddie Murphy Raw. Because every time I watch it, it's new to me. Because, you know, like this is Eddie Murphy when he was like 20, like in his 20s. So he's talking about a lot of shit. Like, like I could really, man. Yeah, it's like a lot of shit. Like I could, re- I've related to from the first time I saw it when I was like 14, 15, up until now that I'm like 30. So, you know, it, comedy, so, so that's why I could appreciate a show like. Tough crowd where you got this group of comedian women, um, black guys, um, white guys, white women, all those black women, whoever. Like it's 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 different, it's different voices and different opinions, but they're all coming together
0: and like talking shit to each other. I remember, uh, when I was a kid, they were called the uh, the pot or the melting pot when I was a kid in like school, the melting pot. But uh, with with comedy, they were like, on a tough crowd, pretty much, I think I heard someone say, If we're not making fun of you, yeah, not part of the pot. And I was like, nah, that's a little harsh, but you know, like everyone's evolved. We can be can fuck around with everyone, but I think it's different now we're like, you have to like you know you have to like uh well. whoa. whoa. You made fun of their uh, their tie. They actually wore a tie that was like a little lower like up here. You know, everything was like so literal, and you can't like you can't create America like I'm not I'm not dressed like my fucking ancestors and shit like that. Like melting pot. That's that's what they called. But that also brings in the whole shit that we've talked about all, all, the whole time. So mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I'm I'm just you know, obviously I don't have the whole the whole deal. Yeah. But I I think I, I actually want to say that I think that me and you right now is like my dream of like a um of a tough crowd. I love it. And like we're both in New York, you know, the other guys from New York, but me and you're in New York. So this is what I love. Just talking and just bullshit. Yeah. There you go so my show
1: so a little known show it only lasted 17 episodes over two seasons each episode was like a half an hour long HBO how to make it in America great show I loved it it was and I'll tell you why because I was a fan and I got into um entourage in its second season i loved its second and third season i think towards from then on towards the end of the show and even like the movie um it started to get really like pretentious and literally everybody on that show except for jeremy pivens ari like everybody on that show i started to hate and it was like one by one, like Vin- Vincent Chase, like you know, he's the main character, but he he's kind of like he's a main character, but he's not really the main character. He's just like the guy that the entourage is around.
0: He's uh, he's kind of like us. He's our version, like me going into Hollywood. So everyone else is around us he's yeah, kind of our character so, yeah so he's, I always like, saw he, as. yeah and I, maybe that's why
1: it got like really like back to me because they started to instead of him being like the um i forgot what they there's a there's a narrative um a narrative phrase for what you're describing like it's kind of like um the the like, audiences right here it's supposed to be like the audience's um
0: POV type of thing, like yeah, I right here, but I can do it. Yeah, we're doing, like, it. We're doing it. We'll do uh thing. Yeah. yeah, like please it, continue. Um, Sorry.
1: Like in the same way, like in um Doctor Who, if anybody's familiar with that show, they have the Doctor and then they'll have his companion, and like the Doctor would change companions, but the the Doctor would kind of be the person that like the audience could relate to. So, in that sense, like, Vinny Chase was supposed to be, like, you know, like, the guy and everybody around him. And then sometimes you could kind of relate to the dudes. And it was just, like, um, his brother, drama, he was always kind of, like, an asshole. And kind of, like, the funny, like, appeal to him was, like, he was, like, a washed-up, like, TV star.
0: And he... No, I, like, he he tried. Like, yeah. he tried. You know, then he's the guy who's like, "Hey, watch out." That's why I liked it.
1: Yeah, but he kind of still had like a high, like, opinion of himself. And then there was E, who was like the manager. He kind of like um was kind of like the like you know, trying to work and make his own name for himself, and not to be like, "Oh, I'm just like a manager because like that's my best friend." And then there was Turtle, who was the other friend, and he was like the driver. And he would do, like, the menial tasks and stuff like that. And he was probably, like, the most relatable because he wasn't trying to be famous or anything. He was just hanging out. Um, But it got to a point where, like, each and every person on our show, you started to just dislike. And when it got to the point that, like, Mm -hmm. even Turtle and E um, weren't, like, relatable, like, that's when the show, like, fell off to me. Like, I even, like, refused to watch the movie for years and then i decided to like check it out because i was like all right maybe like the movie kind of went back to the older to, to the to the old formula and it wasn't it was still a uh, pretentious bullshit so like the show was starting to fall out of favor and then like they premiered this show how to make it in america and it kind of had the same kind of vibe as the old entourage but even better because it was more of a like every man, um, just trying to make it, and it's kind of relatable to us, you know, to this this or yeah. this this operation that we got here where yeah. we're trying to like do something. So the show was exactly. about um, I didn't get character names; I just got the actors' names. Um, mm-hmm. it was Brian Greenberg, who is actually we talked about Real World, and we talked about Jamie Chung. He and Jamie Chung were actually married. Um, But it Mm -hmm. was starring him. And it was him and his friend who was played by Victor Russock, And he was um, Hispanic. And uh, Brian Greenberg was like a Jewish white guy, um, young dude. And Mm -hmm. it was like this Hispanic guy and this Jewish guy. And Brian Greenberg's character was like a jeans um he designed jeans and they were trying to like start like a jean company and he was the design guy and then um Victor Rastok's character he was like the he was he was supposed to be like the promotion and like the marketing and like the business side of it so they were like partners so it was about them trying to get their shit off the ground I used to have like oodles of um guest stars from like whether it be famous people, whether it be people from like the fashion industry and stuff like that, it was great, um, and it was really, really like diverse. Whereas like Entourage was just like a bunch of white guys. Um, like I said, Rossick he was um he was Hispanic. They had Lake Bell, who's um you know she's a fam- she's she's a famous actress now. That was kind of like her first um big role. Like, she was, like, the ex-girlfriend. And then Kid Cudi, you know, now that he's an actor. Oh, my God.
0: Now I that he... go. this show came out during the time I actually worked on Canal Street with the, all the fashionistas, fashionistas. Mm-hmm. And Kid Cudi was one of my favorite fucking uh, musicians at the time. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it was, like, came Kid by, Cudi... Yeah, right.
0: Came out 10 years ago. This was yeah.
1: Kid Cuddy when he like first started acting. So now you know he's you know he's he goes by his real name when he's acting now. But mm-hmm. back then he was still credited as Kid Cuddy. Now he's Scott Miscuddy. And okay, um what's another man's name? Luis Um why did I put Calderon? Guzman. His, Luis Guzman. Um he played Yeah, he's a good guy. He played yeah. Victor Rossick's like, uncle, and he was, like, a gangster, but he was, like, a comedic gangster. Um, mm-hmm. And it was... Like it was set in New York, so, you know, uh, me and Mike, we enjoyed stuff that's, you know, oh. set here. Um, that's always, like... I say
0: Canal Street as a dick. Manhattan. Canal Street in Manhattan. Sorry. Mm-hmm. right? Obviously.
1: Yeah, so, you know, it, I, that was, like, the appealing thing to me, and it just... um. Type. Oh, and I have my babe in there too, man. What's her name? Um, Shannon Sussman, I think the one from um. I have no clue. Man. The one from Forty Days and Forty Nights, and then she was in the um Rules of Attraction with um James Van Der Beek. Anyways, if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but that's my hmm. babe. I had a crush on her when I was a kid. Um, hmm. yeah, but it was about getting into the fashion industry, trying to break in. So I was like, uh, you know in My earliest of 20s, you know, 21 22, like it, it was relatable because it was like, Oh, this is what like your 20s is gonna be like. Um, mm. some of it was, some of it wasn't, but you know, like the party and shit was, but it was, it was a cool last show, man. I think it, I wish it would have lasted longer, and it's like way past like the shelf life in of like, Oh, I hope it comes back. Um, because it's kind of it, it, it would kind of be in that entourage kind of like pathetic pretentious zone because I'd assume they would have made it in America at this point but I was sad that they they didn't they didn't keep it up but hBO got a lot of shows that didn't last long that were like really good um for like one or two seasons um but that's the one for me uh I, I brought it up because somebody brought up the topic and I was the first thing that popped in my mind i was like there's only one right answer how to make it in america i miss that show
0: yeah i think when we started the whole show like you were like hyping up this this whole thing and uh now we now you can watch on HBO max there you go um and you know same way i think we are in sync Mm -hmm. in sync you know the whole thing with like just like bouncing shit off. We can like, you know, bust each other balls and stuff, and but also we want to get the next level, you know. Yeah. All right. So I remember watching like uh NBA basketball and I would hear like oh motherfucker. Oh, so and they would say like, you know, like you would hear the audio and they started like muting it. Uh but now we're going to someone in their personal life. Myra Leonard has a Twitch account which everyone else has a Twitch account. Um, And he said a anti-Semitic term, which uh, let's just start off by saying his first statement was, I didn't know what that meant. Well, like, his, 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 let me just say it right now. This is how we're going to do this topic. He said... I didn't know what I said. I didn't know what that meant. Yeah, I heard that part. But he said the word. So there you go. I'm not going to say the word. Yeah, I mean, it's a... It's a...
1: It's a a anti-Semitic slur. It starts (laughs) with a K. Um, And to say you don't know what it meant. I'm like, anytime I've heard that word, it's like in, like, American History X, like a movie about neo-nazis or it's a movie about nazis or it's movies about anti-semitic people i've never seen it being said by somebody who did not hate people of jewish heritage i've never ever ever i mean like not to compare the two but literally like okay at least for like the n-word you'd be like oh i heard it in a rap song but i didn't know that this was why i did it because you could play ignorant for that but for that specific word you never hear it except in a context of in meant to discourage it's meant to disparage um people of jewish faith or jewish heritage or israeli heritage like it's never being said in in, in a way that's not offensive um and the owner of his team is uh, Israeli American. He's uh, Jewish, and he's already been um. He's already been admonished by his teammates, and instead of, but for whatever reason, the team decided not to deal with the deal with it themselves. They let the, the league deal with it, and according to the collective bargaining agreement. They actually um they could only find him but so much, and the most they could do is put him on, on administrative leave um for a week, and it's actually paid leave yeah. because he's currently injured. Because if he wasn't, since he's injured, he still has to collect pay because he wasn't gonna play anyways. But okay. if he were playing, like it would I assume it would be without pay, but it's still like fifty thousand dollars, it's a fifty. Thousand dollar fine, yeah. um, that's the that's the max. But my thing yeah, is like, yeah, I, oh wow, yeah, I I, I just anticipated that the would have come down a lot harsher, considering that like he said this in such a public forum, and it wasn't something that you could miss you could mishear or misconstrue. He literally said the word. Like I watched the video over and over to see if I, I misheard him. And he literally said the K-word. But I'm saying, like, he did this in a forum that he knew he's playing this video game and he's talking to people and people are watching him play and could hear everything that he says. Whereas, and I'm like, let me preface this to say, I'm not defending Donald Sterling. God help me. That would never, ever happen. But Donald Sterling was banned and forced Banned from the NBA and forced to sell his team um, based off of saying racially disparaging things about black people on a phone call that he thought was private. So, in that sense, I'm saying but the, the, the correlation I'm trying to make is that Myers Leonard knew that people could hear him and he used that choice of words. Whereas, like, Donald Sterling, he was like, oh, I'm just talking to um, my little um, side piece. I didn't know she was recording the call, blah, 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 blah. Like, and he was banned and forced to sell his team and rightly so because those kind of people should not be in the NBA. And my thing is, I mean, I don't know if you ban him from the NBA. I don't know if it's that great, but you could kind of ban him um, metaphorically, make him radioactive, like suspend him for the rest of the season, let the heat, um, the Miami Heat release him, make him a free agent. No other team, basically, he's blacklisted, and no other team signs him. He never plays professional basketball again. But it's kind of crazy because he set a precedent. Because over the summer, you know, in light of the protests and um, the the murders of numerous black people, not just Breonna Taylor. And um, George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and all of the it's so many more people It's just the ones that spring to your mind first. And which is a sad thing in in of itself. Um, but the NBA. They had their little bubble. Where they had um 22 teams come and play and the Miami Heat were one of those teams, of course, they went on to go to the I'm going to put in quotes, I want it to be. Heard that I'm putting this in quote NBA finals, because I don't think those games count to me personally. Um, but that's neither here nor there. The point is they did play games and they had a lot of um racial and um equality messages being spread around and a lot of like gestures and a lot of um signage and stuff like that. And one of the symbolic things that they did was all of the teams before every game, they would kneel during the anthem. And obviously the kneeling, it started with Colin Kaepernick and it was a form of protest. But at this point, uh, with everybody doing it, it's just basically like a a, a symbolic gesture at this point to kneel during the anthem. And it's like a symbol to say, listen, I understand and I'm aware and I'm going to fight for racial equality and social justice like it doesn't mean you're disrespecting the military it doesn't mean you're uh disrespecting the country You're disrespecting the flag none of that stuff all of that is just uh racist conservative right-wing um uh rhetoric it's it's not anything of that nature and then he but he chose to stand for the anthem while others knelt and my thing about that is, it's like, people always wonder why, when you look at those photos of like, oh, who's standing and who's sitting and stuff like that. And you see like a white person standing while their black teammates are kneeling. And sometimes even the other white teammates are kneeling. And you look at that person and you're like, yo, like, he might be racist. <laughs> you know, that's the first thing in your head It's like, you gotta be, you, you gotta be because like, it, are you? Is it that important for you to 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 stand while your teammate is kneeling for something that's near and dear to him and something that's affecting him and his community? Is it that important for you to stand, or could you not just in a moment of solidarity just kneel for that one? You know, you know, just as a symbolic gesture. Um, and that's why people. People come to that conclusion, rightly or wrongly, so. But in this situation with Myers Leonard, you see where he where he um, stands. Like there for like there a better word, and no pun intended. But you see where he stands through his his actions here with this anti-Semitic thing.
0: There you go. The whole point is, it stands for something. It could be me and you, Shug. It could be me and someone else in a hundred years. The whole point is that it means something. If it doesn't mean shit for us, we gotta change it. And then we make the flag mean something else. Would you, if everything was perfect, would you salute the flag, the flag, Uh, you know, would you? Or you wanna, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's me too. I just don't have, uh, you know, any respect uh, for the, a lot of this shit. Um, anyway, so also, um, it was anti-Semitic. So, uh, Edelman. Edelman mm-hmm. had a statement. Uh, same thing happened during one of our early episodes with, was it Deshaun Jackson? Yeah,
1: Deshaun Jackson. About having, having a... Ha- We did it with him and Nick Cannon, the anti-Semitic thing, but Deshaun Jackson was the one with Julian Edelman.
0: Having a conversation? Mm -hmm. It comes off so fucking, I know I'm not Jewish, but it comes off so like, come on, like, like, it, it comes off so bad. Like, the way you say it, you have the whole press release, it comes off bad, man. Yeah, I, I mean come it's like uh, yeah. it's, it's like you let know say, let me say it. let's have a conversation. Oh so me Shug, uh I, I make a joke about having your uh you know something whatever. Let's have a conversation and I'm fine. No, it is you know so, generational, like it's like a uh, it's a media bullshit thing where it's like all right, all right. Oh, Michael says something about this, so everything's fine now. No, it's not. That's the whole point of it. It's it's society. It's, it's social, you know. That's all okay. I'm saying.
1: I was like, "Why
0: is that? Make sense? Like, Do you agree small? or not?" I Do mean, you,
1: you saw you a lot of things,
0: so that doesn't agree though. Like the whole thing with like having the conversation. I had a conversation with a conversation no like we're like only a conversation then everything's fine that's yeah, well, that's what i'm well, saying was but, uh, to, all
1: right well i was gonna get to that so i was, I was gonna continue what you right. was saying. i mean like, right. shout Please. out to like shout out to like julian edelman for like reaching out and you know being a bigger person for all yeah. of that because it's like all right like you disparage my like heritage um and who knows, like Judea, Judea, Julian Edelman probably had family members that he lost in the Holocaust in the Holocaust and oh, grew up, had family members, or himself had to deal with anti-semitism himself. And for him to reach out and be the bigger person and say, listen, I wanna educate you and stuff like that, because I find it. The same thing with like black people too. When somebody does or says something racist, it's like you gotta reach out. Like it's always some black person reaching out to be the person to um to reach out and be yeah, like, all right, like person. yeah, and it's just like nah, like that. It's on, That's what... it's on Deshaun Jackson, it's on Nick Cannon, it's on Myers Leonard to put in the work and try to reach out to the Jewish community and learn about the Jewish community and learn why saying something like that is entirely offensive and it's, it's very insulting and especially when you like read the history on the Holocaust and just like everything that Jewish Americans had to go through, I mean Jewish um, Germans and Jewish um, Polish people and Jewish Europeans in general and had to deal with during that time it's just like to be in 2020 and saying shit like that is just astounding to me like it goes back to the shit we were talking about with the real world and the bachelor with the racism stuff where it's like all right you know we were talking about that first season of the real world where like that one girl she was 19 years old in like 1992 meaning like her parents in alabama or whatever like they grew up in like segregation and the civil rights era where they were probably on the bad side of history and she's just one generation after that now you're talking about myers leonard where like his grandparents or his great-grandparents were in america where they were fighting nazis and um Fighting anti Semitic people and fighting for to liberate Jews in the Holocaust and stuff like that. And if you're this military person and I see a whole thing like, oh, my family was in the military, it's like, how disrespectful is it to all those people that liberated all of those concentration camps, went over to Europe and liberated concentration camps for you, Alex Le- or oh, Miles Leonard, to in 2021 be using that type of language?
0: I think also I'll, first off I would say like oh wait it's like oh they saw it on the internet there's no that that is such a specific slur right that's a, that's a specific that is such a term that yeah, you yeah. need to hurt it from
1: man you got you know to I mean? into the bottom of like the racist uh, slurs it's like like back to to, to yeah. barrel to to find that word like, it's and like, like and you're playing a fucking video game it's like you're like there's you could say asshole you pussy you could say you jerk you so much regular terms that don't mean nothing right. to anybody that you could have choose and the fact that that's where you went it's, it's wild it's like in the same way where like today like people you know you'd be playing a, a um you play those games online or whatever right or you're um you know, you, you want to insult somebody and somebody would use, like, I won't even say it because I hate the word, especially being, you know, the brother of somebody with autism. People using the R word. Oh, okay.
0: yeah.
1: Or yeah. hearing people using um, the F word, uh, which is a slur against gay people. um, Or the yeah, D word, exactly. which is offensive to, like, lesbians. It's like, why would why is that like the place you go? Like, there's so many other like, insults you could use that aren't like offensive to people that you're not even intending on
0: offending. Asshole. Everyone has an asshole. You can insult anyone you want. Everyone has an asshole. That well, uh, uh, Big Shug took my uh limelight. I was gonna bring up the whole thing about using words like that. Um. Yeah, but like um, you know, we dealt with this um, in the late '90s when South Park came out, which has a whole new uh, episode coming out about gay. Oh, you're oh you're so gay, you're so gay, and stuff like that. That was in 1997, 98, 99. Um, remember that? It was a huge fucking deal.
1: Yeah, they play um, old
0: episodes and they, they say um,
1: there's a lot of stuff that they still say and they now uh, <laughs> they 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 they've moved past it. And it's actually <laughs> and it's crazy because that's a show where they use a lot of like slurs, like you know, the R word, um a lot of uh, homophobic terms and stuff like that. And like I actually learn how to accept people from those communities from watching that show because everybody at some point over the period of time in the show, like the gay characters were just accepted as, you know, just, you know, to, to appreciate them for them. And people not even like, um, just treating them as like your neighbor or your friend, um, people who were, um, you know, had the developmental disabilities, they were just treated as, you know, friends, and it's crazy how that, that worked. But you know, that's kind of like
0: going well, on. Topic that's the whole me. point about the yeah. whole Zoomers, Zoomers versus uh, what are what are we called? Uh, millennials. I don't know, but that's the whole thing. It's like, um, yeah, I, I I was with you with the same 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 way, and um but if it's you know if it's that too much then all right then okay if it's okay then get rid of it and then we'll see what happens next generation that's all i'm saying um yeah. so shook's here with his uh bachelor update yeah so it's the it was
1: down to the last three um Picked up where we left off in week eight, and this is week 10. So he had Michelle, he had Rachel, and he had Brie. And it was called Fantasy Suites. So this was the time where he actually got to date with them and spend the evening with them, quote unquote, not insinuating what did or did not happen. Matt, before he went on his dates, he said that long-term commitments were scary because his family's history, um, speaking of his parents, and he had to have a conversation, and that conversation happened to be with his father, so it was the first appearance from his father, whose name is Manny, and when they met at the door, they, they dapped up like bros, So that's usually like a sign that it's you know for brothers. That's that's you know for brothers. That's usually like a sign that it's like you know it's my dad, but you know we don't see often. Uh, A hug, hug, yeah, something like that. Um, or like a respectful, you know, hey sir, whatever, whatever. Um. And he said that harboring the negativity towards his father, it harmed his growth. Said that instead of his dad building a family with him, he just went out and started other families, which means that, you know, his dad used to get around. And his dad never had, like, the tough conversation that they had on the show. They never had those conversations growing up. And the reason why his father never had those type of conversations with him was because his his father's father, Matt's grandfather, was killed when his father was only five years old. So he never so just like he didn't really, you know, Matt didn't really grow up with the father in the household. Neither did his father. So he didn't really learn how to be a dad. He kind of had to you know, do his best. Uh, His father was unfaithful, and his mom actually uh, took Matt and his brother and left um, his dad. And his father just wanted to move past it. He wasn't really, like, trying to have that conversation. He thought, like, he was just coming there to, like, see his son and just celebrate, you know, him being on The Bachelor and him reaching, like, the end. And... um. But Matt felt that that conversation was part of his journey, and he felt like he couldn't commit to somebody without resolving the issues with his dad because the reason he said was because he wants his family to have a relationship with his dad. He wants to, you know, when he has kids, he wants his dad to be involved in his kids' lives, um, stuff like that. So it was, was, um, you know, it was really it really gave like a background as to why um, it was really important for him to like have this talk with his dad. Uh, he told his dad that he wanted a relationship with him moving forward. As I said, uh, and his dad, like he apologized. and Matt said he wouldn't hold any grudges from the past because it's still a lot of time um, left in the future. Like, you know, like, time ain't guaranteed to anyone so it's like why would you hold on to those type of things like you know you know i i actually i could actually um relate to that because i kind of had the same same relationship kind of with my dad where it's like you know he had a lot of like angst from like growing up and like you know not being being close sometimes not being close other times stuff like that but then I realized when I was, like, an adult and, like, we, we got to talking, it was just like, oh, like, you know, let's move on from this. Like, I can't – like, I'm an adult now. Why would I be – it it feels, like, harmful to my growth as a person to just be holding, you know, the past against my father and um the fact that, like, we could still, like, talk and, and be on good terms now, so – I, I totally understood um, why he had this conversation. I actually like kind of like teared up a little bit watching it. Cause it was very like emotional and relatable. Um, and it's, yeah, it's kind of cringy, um, but I'll get to that when I finish talking about it. Um, you know, and during the conversation he said to his dad, like his dad used to like pick him up and buy him pizza and give you know, buy him shoes. And he he said this quote, he was like, he didn't need shoes and pizza. Like, he needed a father. And his father apologized. Like I said, they won't hold no grudges. They hugged at the end. And it was fun to me because, like I said, I was, like, tearing up a little bit. But you got to, like, laugh because Matt said to his dad. Because his dad is actually, I I picked it up, you know, being a fellow, fellow, you know, island man that his dad was from the islands. I was trying to figure out which one. So I'm about to like, look that up. But his his dad plays soccer. So I guess like when they did link up, like they played soccer. And he told his dad, he was like, I'll kick your ass in soccer. And then his dad said he didn't think so because he's still a beast. Like his dad said he's still a beast. So that that was like a beautiful Mm -hmm. like moment to like begin the episode. Did you check out when
0: he met his dad? yeah man um, I have a similar um, in a way uh, not not like uh, but uh, I had like different father figures in my life growing up um, my dad my biological dad uh, I have a whole thing with like uh, adoptive you know like so my my biological father is still my best friend man he loves me and everything mm-hmm. um, but he was the guy. And he would be like at the, not soccer, basketball, because we're from New York. But he'd be like there. He would show up there at night, and during the day, whatever. I'd be like, get out of here, man. Because I knew, like, because he was like my, uh, you know, he was like my biological, but also like my, he wasn't like, you know, there all the time. So he would show up for my basketball games, and I was just like, you know, fuck up my uh, points for average, you know, so... um. We connect on sports. Uh, when I was a kid, we, we connected on the whole thing with uh, the Yankees dynasty. And then, um, you know, 20, 15 years ago, go by. And then, you know, now I'm here with them all the time. So um, a father, a father, is biological father is fine. And then also anyone else in your life was a father figure. It's important. It's, you know, you need... My mom is there all the time, but you need both. And it doesn't matter if it's biological, just you know, it's like you need that whole, like, someone, you know, because right now I could, like, oh, grab this mic. You need to do this. You need someone behind you. So, that's all.
1: Yeah, so I like... Yeah, so I I thought it was, like, a really, like, cool moment because, you know, I've been saying over the last couple weeks, I was, like, you know, we've seen his his mom on there, like, a few times, so it would be interesting to see his dad. And I know a lot of people, me included, I was just, like, oh, boy, like, his dad's, like, his dad left his mom. He's the first black bachelor. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, you know, the old stereotypical thing. But, I mean, truth be, like, told, like, Black fathers aren't any more absent than white fathers. It happens to everybody. Like, I know a couple of people who always talk about, like, there's actual people, I've, like, white guys I've met who've never met their dads. Or the only time they've met their dad was when they were kids and stuff like that. So, it, it just happens. Unfortunately, like, people have kids. And when they're in love, but they end up falling out of love. But... And, and you know, they still have this bond through this child. It happens to everybody. It's not a black, white, yeah. you know, race thing. So, but I did think that having that, that conversation with his dad, I thought it was extremely general, genuine and I thought it was, like, very beautiful that they got everything out on the table. Um, it was lovely to watch. But now let's get into the dates. Uh they had Michelle first and her date Michelle mm-hmm. her date was at it her and his date was a spa day and they were in oatmeal and they were rubbing oatmeal and milk on each other and shit and it was called a Pennsylvania Dutch experience. And at a point, like they was all like they was rubbing like I guess like, uh, what do you call them people? Amish people like the butter. They were, uh, like Quakers. Or Quakers. like Quakers. They, were, they were rubbing like the um like the butter on each other, and like I was watching our shit, and I was like, man, if that if me and my shorty I had like a date in like butter, and we got each other all oiled up, like, ABC would have to cut the cameras because it would instantly turn into the Spice Channel.
0: <laughs> oh, Spice Channel. There you
1: go. Yeah, throwback. You know, old scrambled TV. Gotta...
0: <laughs> yeah, we're all scrambled. Yeah. Um,
1: huh? <laughs> but, um, after the date, um, they had dinner and they had a card, and then it said, like, do you want to spend the night together or do you want to go back to your own rooms? So of course they stayed together for the night. Um, and they talked to each other, I think, in the morning. And she told Matt that she was in love with him, and she he told her he was in love with her. And then Michelle went back to uh back to the resort where um Bree and Rachel were, you know, sitting and waiting for their dates. And Rachel was like all nervous about Matt spending the night with somebody else for whatever reason. Um, Rachel and Bree were admittedly jealous that Michelle got the first date. Um, the way I likened it, it was like, you know, when like you know, you you're supposed to do like class presentations. Like, I don't know about you, Mike, but I used to always like to go first just to get it out of the way. Because usually, like, Ooh. the first person that goes, they, you, you, your teacher is usually a lot more, um, is a lot more generous in the grading. I, so, yeah, what would you say? I, I
0: didn't learn that till college. I didn't learn it until college. I wanted to go last during elementary school. Actually, yeah, oh, in my, college is when me. I started don't doing it, me. yeah. call Don't call me. Don't call me. Don't mm-hmm. call me. Don't call me. And I'm like, I do like spectacular shit. Like, I'm like, all right, we're all talking about this. Yeah. Like,
1: like me and like, like, like like you, you said in school, it was like that. But then in college, like in college, I did the same shit. Cause I remember like my freshman year or one of them years that like, I just remember being in class and like, we were supposed to do presentations and like nobody raised their hands. But I was like nervous and like me personally, like I like to skip class. (laughs) I used to, I was, I was very, um, I used to have a tendency to miss class. So I was thinking to myself, I was like, yo, like if I go now, I don't have to go. Like, I won't have to go to the next class because I already went. My my grades already in the book, Blah, 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 blah. So I, for that reason, I used to go first. So I don't know, maybe like that's what. Um, Bree and Rachel were thinking like, "Oh, if, since you got the first impression on him, you know, maybe like he's, you know, gonna start. He he's gonna probably lean your weight because he went first. Um, but second was Bree. And it was funny as hell because you know Bree is like a little like petite thing, and they went like backpacking in the woods." And they had her with, like, this big-ass, like, backpack. Uh, she looked so funny with the big-ass backpack on. And he called her, like, Dora the Explorer. And they, they had, like, a nice little laugh. And neither one of them ever been camping before. I've been camping. Like, I had to sleep outside. And every time I did it, I got sick. So I don't like
0: camping. So I didn't really, I didn't really Wait a bad with, with that With that reference, like... Um, I I would not marry anyone who knew a Dora the Explorer reference because I'm too old for that. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying, like when I saw that, I was like, but now I feel like I'm really old. Matt what, you know, the whole thing. That's it.
1: I mean, everybody knows who Dora the Explorer is now, though. Like,
0: sort of yeah. like SpongeBob. Yeah, all right, we got...
1: Yeah. Uh. Well, he and then he. Uh, <laughs> She asked him if he um knew how to like put up a tent, and he said that he pitched many tents, and I was like looking I was looking for the the, the fourth wall camera, so I was like yeah um then they talked um they she thought that they were actually gonna like spend the night like in the woods and he he you know he had her thinking that, but then he was like no, nah, we're not staying in the woods, we're going back to the hotel and mm-hmm. They talked about their mutual um they talked about their mutual uh distances with their fathers because her father wasn't really involved in her life either, so they kind of had that, that bond. Um and she also spent the night with him, stayed with him. Um and it's crazy because after I watched like the first two, I was like, you know, Brie and Michelle like represent like the spectrum of girls that I like. Like I like tall girls and I like really short girls. So like Michelle, she was like this ex-basketball player. And then, um, you know, Brie was like this little like pocket size jump. So I was, uh, like they both, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Like all other stuff aside, you guys, we know there's other stuff aside with Rachel I was like, yeah, I, I would have probably leaned towards both of them. And then it was like a side note as they were, him and Bree were talking. Um, I said like, I felt like, I felt like Matt had way deeper and meaningful conversations with Michelle and Bree overall. Better meetings with the families, with Bree and Michelle, than he did with Rachel. Um. And I was just got to thinking. I'm like the only explanation for him like choosing Rachel or him being um, that attached to Rachel is like was does Rachel look like a girl you had a crush with or like an ex girlfriend like the one that got away or something like I don't know. I'm just speculating. I was just my 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 thoughts. Um, and then it was Rachel's date, and they did ceramics like the movie Ghosts. Like they were doing the clay. Shit, I'm getting dirty and putting clay and stuff on each other. And then she was in her bag, like she was upset. Because her, um, because of the other dates, you know, she was the last and the other two girls went before her. So she had all of this anxiety and she like stopped mid-date to like, you know, basically like whine and they had a conversation and he said um they said that they loved each other and which was kind of like a peculiar thing because he told her he told her the whole situation about um him and his dad and she was like you know well I can't really like relate to that but I feel like you know that situation made you a better person I just feel like that and all that Garbage and then she stayed with him and then they went back to the suite and in in through the windows in the suite they had like fireworks going off and I was like, all right, this, this is a bit much, and then they had the final um rose ceremony, and he gave a rose to Michelle first, and then he gave a rose to Rachel, which of course meant that Brie was uh the third place person the third place finisher in this season of the bachelor and Mm -hmm. they had a conversation outside and you know she she was like sad she was like you know she's gonna be mad at him um she's gonna be angry at him but she's just sad that she wasn't you know what he wanted and so Michelle and Rachel are like the final two, and I really still don't understand how we came to the conclusion of Rachel, but maybe perhaps in Monday's episode and the After the Rules, um, After the Final Rules with Emmanuel Asho, not uh, Chris Harrison, um, we'll get our answers and... We'll find out um how Matt dealt with finding out uh this uh history with Rachel, where it seemed like she was like racially racially insensitive, and how he dealt with that and what the fallout in real time is because obviously they couldn't give too much away um they couldn't give too uh, much also away.
0: influence, yeah. Uh, you know you, you're in a situation where like you feel like you know pe- you have the producers yelling at you and, and also you're trying to find the person you want to fucking you know be with you know deal with both you know that, that, that's the whole thing with tv you know? Yeah, and it, it, it's just the same thing with us I, life great right. oh my goodness. so yeah we'll, we'll keep
1: tuned and so this will be so next week uh, or we'll do our whole recap of the final episode. We'll recap the After the Rose because it comes on right after the final episode. And we'll, we'll kind of, um, I don't know, maybe we'll do a full season. We'll, yeah, we'll probably break it up. We could probably in the week after, like do our whole like conclusion of this experience of watching The Bachelor For the first time. And this experience of the first Black Bachelor. So stay tuned for that. Final thoughts. Mike.
0: All right. Sure. We talk about this all the time. Um, Cancel culture is ever presence. Is it a word? Um, But for this. It's yes. I would not. You know. I actually was going to bring up watching Looney Tunes. This is actually something I want to talk about. This and Tex Avery. But now the fact that they're saying they're canceled, I'm like, I can I wanted to show that it was weird. Um, but now um now it's like you know, banned. But I grew up when I was a kid in the like ninety-five-96, same exact time that we had Johnny Bravo, which is is same as that character, a buffoon. Mm-hmm. As Peppy Le Pew, same as that year, same summer. Um, I, I I was thinking about that, but um, I, you don't have to make a whole. Oh, good God! Thank you so much. Oh man, you delete you you killed a character that was been dead for forty fucking years. Go blow me. That's what I'm saying. You can't cancel some shit that was canceled over over years. So, so you're gonna bring a video? Of, hey, I'm gonna show a five year old this DVD. Uh, no, like that's the whole point, you know. So that that's what I'm saying. It's like it happened. Get over it. Um, you know that's the whole thing. And then with uh, anti-Semitic mar- remarks, it's still there. See. I was in a little sarcastic thing so there's people that don't understand the 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 power of a word so with the the Pepe Le Pew thing you know it still carries over because someone could like watch something and not know but this guy knew like the whole I'm gonna say it right now he said and you don't know that unless like someone said it to you um so that's what I'm saying. Like uh I don't care to get canceled because uh I've heard the word many times. Think people thinking I'm Jewish. So um yeah. And uh, yeah, that's the whole thing. And um, uh, you know, forty three episodes. I think that we are a tough crowd. Uh there's only two of us now. I mean, I, I hope that we can do two more people. Um you know, I don't want to get canceled, but I want to have two more people talk to me. You would rather have, uh, you know, two more people just to bounce off ideas, so we don't sound like we're just like yelling at each other, right? So that's it. Great. Right. What do you think? Should
1: yeah. Um. Right. So with the purple Pew thing, like I, I, I did remember past, um. I did remember after the fact, after we already recorded that part, that um, the Chuck Jones, his granddaughter, I believe, or daughter, she came out and said, like, yeah, like, you know, like, Pepe Le Pew, who created, you know, who was created by her father or granddad, I'm not sure who. But she said, you know, it's, you know, probably, like, repugnant now like his character his characterization from back then and they would and she she started to bounce ideas like you know instead of like canceling canceling him maybe you could repackage it repackage him one of the ideas she said was that they could have him being like an overly eager um, um person looking for a job and he won't take no for an answer in like, you know, I'm not hiring you. Well, you know, he's going to keep going and da 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 and like, you know, put a little thing to it. You know, that's one idea. Um, the other idea, but I doubt um, it will come to fruition because it seems like this is already kind of like said and done. Is that, like I said, like I think what happens is a lot of parents just want like society to do their job for them. I mean, it started off with like people, you know, way back when sent kids to school and, you know, teachers taught for you. So you don't have to teach them, you know, all this other like education stuff. But, you know, the facts of life and stuff like that, you know, that's where parents still came in because they're always around. It was their job to kind of explain stuff to you. So I think like a lot of people, they think. You know, a village, it takes a vill- village to raise a child, but the village isn't supposed to raise your child for you. So I think like a character mm-hmm. like uh, Johnny Bravo or Pepe Le Pew, where they're kind of like, you know, um, kind of creepy and, you know, I-, I hate that word, like rape culture, like to me, I feel yeah, like. Yeah,
0: the word was, yeah, what not to do, uh, rape culture slash what not to do. Yeah, that's what I always saw. To right me, times, to,
1: I, me yeah. to me, like, I don't think like rape culture, like, that word rape shouldn't be used unless somebody's like actually raped. I mean, you know, kind of to go off topic, like, the last week, me and Mike were talking about the real world and the different like racist incidents. And one of the first things we talked about was an incident where, um, Tammy, that's the one shit I didn't get to say last week because I didn't realize mm. the girl in question was Tammy. Tammy who's like yep. my my girl it, from uh, from um my girl from uh basketball wise because she's on basketball wise, like a mainstay on our okay. show. But she started off yes, on so the Real World. Yeah, and I didn't even realize that that was um the dude they they brought in to replace Martin in, in House 43. I didn't realize I, that's where he got his start, too. And, I, like, he'd been in movies and stuff. But they had a special, um because I looked it up on YouTube and I shared it with Mike, where they kind of had, like, all the stuff we talked about. And he was just talking about, like, yeah, like, I was wrong. But the, the girl, Beth, who was kind of, like, the bystander, she kept on screaming rape and you're a rapist. Yeah. So that's why I me mean. like I don't like that I don't like that term rape culture. Cause it just mm. seems like you're breeding a society of rapists. And I don't think like that's what's going on. I think you're dealing like, like there's men, there's like toxic um you know, if you if you believe there's toxic masculinity and the way men are raised and stuff like that, then that's one thing. But this whole um I don't like the rape culture thing. Um but pay of pew, I think like well, it's it's the owner, it, uh, pay of pew, it's the parents' job for somebody to watch that. And if you see your kid is like, ooh, like I want to do that to a girl, and that's where you gotta step in and police what your children watch and be like, yo, like this is not what you're supposed to do. Much in the same way, if like you, you your kid is watching like Tom and Jerry, and Tom like you know, Jerry like hits Tom's tail with a hammer, right? Like, and your kid goes and try to like chase your cat, your house cat, with a hammer. You'd be like, no, it's a cartoon. Like, it, it, like you understand? Like, this is stupid. Um, I think that's what parents got to do. Like, you got to police your kids and police what they watch and kind of explain it to them. That's what you're there for. It's content, and you're 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 a filter for that. You're supposed to let them know what they can and cannot watch, and the stuff that you allow them to watch, you have to explain it to them. Um, So that's all I got to say on that. Um, Shows that got canceled. Like, I really love that show, How to Make it in America. I love, like, shows like that, just, like, the grind. And the theme song was awesome. Just need the dollar, 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 just what I need. Hey, hey. I'll I'll never forget the theme song Mm -hmm. for it. Um, But it's a lot of good shows that, only lasted like one or two seasons. Like I know, there's a bunch of sitcoms. Like I always thought, had a lot of promise, but they never went past like the first season. Um, so it's crazy that shows like actually legitimately get canceled by networks and not by you know, uh, social justice warriors. Um, <clears throat> Miles Leonard, I don't know. I want to see what happens to him because I know like they definitely uh when the stuff with Deshaun Jackson and Nick Cannon happened everybody tried to make it into like a whole like you know blacks are like inherently anti-semitic um which ain't the case like never hated a Jewish person in my life like one of my favorite person one of my favorite people in college was like Jewish and he was like my first Jewish friend and I was and even before then like I, I met a lot I live in New York so I've met a lot of people that were Jews, like doctors and stuff like that. And they were like great people. So I never had any hate in my heart for them as black men. But for somebody like Alex Len to say what he said, um, you could tell it came from a place of hate. And for him to say that he didn't know what it meant, um, he must think that all of us are stupid. So it'll be interesting to see what the Jewish NBA commissioner and the... Uh, African-american woman that runs the is the president of the Players Association and his owner who is Israeli American and Jewish uh, does about okay. him and um you know his career going forward and lastly the bachelor is almost coming to an end like I said I think more than likely we'll probably do one last recap for the final episode and the after the Rose um finale and then the week after we'll probably get together and just talk about our whole experience watching The Bachelor um YouTube got a lot of shit up if you follow us on Instagram we got a lot of IG TV um videos I got a bunch of sugar reviews the brews they're coming out every day I still got more to do and I'm always drinking a new beer so there's always going to be more of those coming out and
0: um this is gonna look at like some yeah, of the little
1: segments yeah mike go ahead
0: yeah you know like we we talk about shit all the time and it feels like a monthly i mean a week month fucking half a year a year later people are talking about this stuff and we've been talking about it for like, the whole time you know it's like that's the whole thing we go going back to the tough it's like. You, you you just don't talk about something and then it disappears. It doesn't go into the whole social media thing. You gotta talk about it and you gotta implement it. If if you say to me like, oh you gotta you can't wear Austin 360 union the whole thing, like fuck off, man. It's like I'm just you know minimizing it to that, but uh I feel like things are forgotten. Like the whole like everything just is forgotten. That sucks.
1: Stay on the lookout. Um I can tell you from right now. One of our topics next week, because this Sunday is the last episode, we're gonna be talking Woody Allen and uh Farrell versus Allen. We're gonna probably gonna you know, finally get our get that off of our chest. So look out for that next week. Of course, the last Bachelor and um after the Rose finale will be part of next week's episode. And we'll, we'll probably you know we're gonna have you know we always come up with stuff. So this has been. Episode 43 of Shug Me the Mooney, Shug Me the Mooney, Shug Me the Mooney.